Welcome in to Duval Daily presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thank you so much for tuning in. We have an exciting show today. Right now, we're taking a look at the Jaguars' 53-man roster, and make no mistake about it, folks, I hear some people calling this the final roster. No, this is the initial 53. There will be many different iterations of the Jaguars roster moving forward throughout the season, but we're going to dive into all of that right now on this live show. Make sure my settings are looking good here. Everything's sounding good for y'all on the other end, I hope. Zach is whack, checks in, says, what up, peeps? It's kind of sad they let Treadwell go, but I guess it's a good thing if he was a starter for us last year, and this year he's not even good enough to make the 53. And then we've got TP checking in, saying Treadwell to the practice squad, hopefully. Um, So one thing you, you do need to realize about what happened last year, Treadwell only got activated because of injuries. When you're looking at last year's roster cuts, he did not make the Jaguars' initial 53-man roster last year either. So um, I, I do agree with you that the fact that Treadwell was one of the main contributors at wide receiver throughout um, the back half of last season, and now he's not even able to make the roster, yeah, I do think that you're in a better place w- with that if it, when you're looking at it that way. I'm with you there. I would like to uh, share with y'all that we've officially launched our channel membership. If you go to our YouTube page, you can find all the info there. There's some cool badges, emojis, members only live streams will be coming up. We're going to have discounts on Jin Jag merch and more. Again, you can go check that out on our channel page on YouTube. And of course, please please subscribe and hit that notification bell so you do not miss a show on here. You can follow me at Jordan DeLugo on Twitter and Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag. So the Jaguars, just like the rest of the NFL, had to cut their roster down to 53 players yesterday, Tuesday, August 30th. Right now, we're going to go through the entire roster. We're going to look at each position. Uh, We're going to look at uh, some of the interesting storylines that I think uh, people need to be paying attention to. And of course, maybe some potential practice squad guys that could come back some players to watch that other teams have waived over the last 24 hours or so. We're going to get into all of it right now. Getting into the comments here a little bit. Mikey B says, have a guess on how many waiver claims the Jags make today. I would guess two. I think that's conservative. Uh, Two for the first day. I wouldn't be surprised if it's more. I wouldn't be surprised if it's only one. I'm really not sure where they're going to go um, in terms of what they're going to do on the waiver wire, but I do think they'll be more aggressive than they were last year on the waiver wire. X-Factor checks in, says, what do you think of Tyler Johnson? You're going to have to stick around to hear what I think of Tyler Johnson. We're going to talk about him a little later. Kevin checks in, says, love what you do, Jordan. Keep up the great work. How many players do you think we will claim, and also how many would you like us to claim? Um, that's a good question. Uh, I already answered how many I think, which I, I don't really know, but my guess would be two. That's where I would put the over under right now. Um, and how many would I like the Jaguars to claim? I would have to say, I would have to say probably at least three. 
and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But let's go ahead and get into the 53-man roster. At quarterback, you've got Trevor Lawrence and C.J. Beathard, which means E.J. Perry is gone. Jake Luton is gone. Um, E.J. Perry is the rookie undrafted free agent. I do think he showed some promise over the last couple weeks, um, especially against the Falcons late in that game. So, or excuse me, not against the Falcons, against the Steelers. I think he showed a lot late in that game. Um I think the Jaguars would like to bring him back on the practice squad. He has athleticism. Uh, I think he's a smart football player who just needs to keep developing in a system, and he could potentially be a long-term backup type player uh, in the NFL with his skill set, but he's just not there yet. He's not ready for that yet. I do think that they could certainly look to bring him back on the practice squad. And then getting into the running backs, you've got James Robinson, Travis Etienne, and Snoop Connor. No huge surprises there. It looked like Makai Sargent might sneak onto the 53, but he was the last cut, unfortunately, for him. I I liked what I saw from him throughout training camp in the preseason. He's a bit undersized, certainly at five foot eight, a little over 200 pounds, but he did some nice things for the Jaguars. He's shifty, uh, can catch the ball out of the backfield, think he'll have a chance to return on the practice squad. Uh, But just looking at these quarterbacks and, and running backs, If Trevor Lawrence isn't playing, you're in trouble. I know C.J. Beathard's a little bit of a gamer. You like him as a backup a little bit, but Trevor Lawrence is the the straw that stirs the Jaguars drink, if you will, and uh, you need him to be in the game, and you need him to be uh, the type of guy that you've seen throughout this training camp and preseason and, and what you saw from him in college as well. Obviously, last year was a bit of a wash with everything that went down um, between the horrible coaching staff, the injuries to DJ Chark, Travis Etienne, and others. Uh, It was not a pretty picture for for Trevor Lawrence, and I think that this is a quarterback who's in in line for a big year-two leap. So you feel good about that, obviously. Uh, A phenom coming out of college, a phenom coming out of high school, and I think Trevor Lawrence is going to show everyone why. He was the first overall pick in 2021. And then looking at the running backs, uh, James Robinson and Travis Etienne, I think both should be ready to go for week one. James Robinson still has not played in a game yet, a preseason game since the Achilles, but he's looked like he's really close. He's been participating in 11-on-11 drills. Travis Etienne is fully healthy. He's been playing throughout training camp in the preseason. Um, And then you've got Snoop Connor who he struggled a little bit in the the last preseason game. But when you look at what was going on in front of him, the offensive line was getting blown off the ball. They were not helping out that running game. When you talk about what Snoop Connor did in that, uh, in that final preseason game. But I, I think you feel really good about this running back room. James Robinson is a do-it-all running back. Uh, Travis Etienne is one of the more electric backs in football with his speed, explosiveness, contact balance. And uh, so I think when you look at your two-headed your two-headed monster in the backfield there, you feel really good. Looks like a couple people are having some issues connecting here. 
The chat's not working very well, I guess. Sorry about that, guys. I'm not sure what's going on. But uh, I think you can feel really good about this running back room, certainly. Um, Snoop Connor, I think, is a good third back. We will see once the regular season starts how he's able to contribute. Uh, but you're going to want to see James Robinson and Travis Etienne on the field a lot more often than not. Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Marvin Jones, Jamal Agnew, Tim Jones. Those are your five wide receivers for the Jaguars right now. Only five on the roster at this point, which is a, a little bit of a surprise. Usually the average, I would say, around the league is six for the wide receiver room. Uh, but the Jaguars did decide to move on from Laquan Treadwell, Kevin Austin, um, Jeff Cotton, all these other guys that were competing for the roster at wide receiver. Tim Jones is the big one here, right? That he kind of came on strong throughout OTAs and minicamp and then into uh, training camp and just blew up the preseason. Uh, had plenty of opportunities to do so, but 18 targets. Um, 18 targets, I believe, and 219 yards, something like that in the preseason for Tim Jones. He was incredibly efficient. He made a lot of big plays. Uh, he, he was making people miss um, with the ball in his hands. He's just shown a lot for the Jaguars. And what I was really impressed by is for the first three preseason games, Tim Jones primarily aligned in the slot. And in the final preseason game, they put him out wide more often, and he was still able to produce at a high level. That shows you that he has some inside-outside versatility for your team. Uh, John says, Triple Jones not big enough. Yeah, you've got three Joneses in that wide receiver room, keeping up with the Joneses. You love that. So I think this wide receiver room does lack an alpha number one receiver. We've talked about it all offseason. But with the the question here is, do you need one in Doug Peterson's offense? Because Christian Kirk is going to get open. He's going to be the featured receiver. Um, he's going to move around the formation. He'll he'll lead this room in touches. I have very little question about that in my mind. I do think Zay Jones will be second. Uh, he will line, align at X more often than not. He'll move around the formation as well. That's kind of what you get in a Doug Peterson offense. You get a lot of movement. But Zay Jones will be that primary outside guy, a guy they're going to try to stretch the field with. He has the size and speed to take the top off the defense, has not been given an opportunity to this point in his career to really be a starting receiver uh, for, for very long. Uh, but he's got that opportunity in Jacksonville now, and so far it looks like he's taking advantage of it, showing good chemistry and rapport with Trevor Lawrence. Then you've got Marvin Jones, who's kind of a forgotten guy around here, but he's been a really good receiver in the NFL for a long time. He's going to be a possession receiver for the Jaguars, in my opinion, this year, a guy that you can you can throw the ball to in, in contested situations and expect him to make the play more often than not, get you first downs and move the chains. Jamal Agnew, he was one of the Jaguars' best offensive weapons last year before he sustained his injury. And, of course, he is the best re return man in football right now. He has not looked like he's lost a step at all. He looks quick. He looks fast. Looks ready to go. And I'm really excited to see him as well, how the Jaguars will feature him on in this offense. I don't think he's going to be on the field a ton for the offense, but I do think you'll see him in there you know, five to 10 plays a game at least and see him getting the ball in some creative ways. I think Doug Peterson can use his skill set 
very well. Looking at the tight ends, you've got Evan Ingram, Dan Arnold, Chris Manhurts, Luke Farrell. No surprises there. That looked like what, what would happen throughout throughout the entire offseason, throughout training camp and preseason. Evan Ingram, I think, is the ultimate X factor for this offense. When he plays well, I think this offense is going to be really, really difficult to contend with because he has the type of size, athleticism, and uh, and catch radius where he, he can really just elevate a team and be a complete mismatch a nightmare for defenses. But is he going to be consistent with his hands? That's the question. I think Dan Arnold is a very good number two receiving tight end. I think he can do a lot for your team. Chris Manhurts is still one of the better blocking tight ends in football, so you like that there. And then I think Luke Farrell, the second-year player out of Ohio State, gives you a little bit of both. I think he can block, and that's the primary role the Jaguars have him in right now. But I think he can provide a little bit more balance at the tight end position than really any of the other players in the room. Even though he's he's last in the pecking order, I think his potential to be a balanced tight end is there. I don't think that will come to fruition this year because you have so many players in front of him on the depth chart. But if there's injuries, he'll get a shot, obviously. But looking at Ingram, Arnold, and Manhurts, all three of these players are on the final year of their contract. So Farrell might have an opportunity, a big opportunity next year. Looking at the offensive line, you've got Cam Robinson, who's your starting left tackle. You've got Ben Barch, who could be your starting left guard, looks like. Luke Fortner will be your starting center, the rookie out of Kentucky, third-round pick. Brandon Scherf, the all-pro, you know, pro bowler, five out of seven seasons at right guard. And then we do not know who will start at right tackle yet. Doug Peterson knows, but he, he decided not to share that with the media yesterday. It'll either be Jawan Taylor or Walker Little. I think that overall, Jawan Taylor played a little bit better throughout the preseason, but Walker Little certainly you know, has more upside than Jawan Taylor at this point. You've also got Tyler Shatley, who will be a primary backup at center and both guard spots for the Jaguars. Cole Van Lonnen, who the team traded for just a week ago uh, with the Packers, gave up a seventh-round pick to go get Cole Van Lonnen. This is a player who really dominated throughout his college career at Wisconsin at left tackle. He's played right tackle for the Packers. He's played guard for the Packers. He came in and played left guard the uh, the last game for the Jaguars, and I thought he had a really solid outing. And I really think he should be contending for a starting job at some point this season at, at left guard. And the final offensive lineman here is Will Richardson who has been with the Jaguars. This is his fifth year in the league, I believe, a fourth-round pick initially by the Jaguars. Um, He's had some flashes throughout his career. I think he played pretty well at guard last year for the Jaguars. I did not like what I saw from him in the preseason this year playing some tackle, but he is still on the roster for now. And nothing against him personally, but I would have to look at him as one of the the weakest links on the roster overall. And and if you were going to replace an offensive lineman with another offensive lineman, I would be looking at it being potentially Will Richardson, who uh, while there is some quality, uh, quality reps at guard from him last year, even in the regular season, 
you have Tyler Shatley who can play guard. You have Cole Van Lonnen who can play guard. I think replacing Will Richardson with someone who's better at tackle, uh, I think could be potentially a good move for the Jaguars. We'll see how that ends up playing out. Jump into some comments here. X Factor says, I'm very confident about the tight end position. I, again, I think the tight end position is going to be really interesting. Um, I think Evan Ingram is one of the biggest X Factors in the entire league in terms of the impact that he could have negatively or positively for this team. Aaron says, the wide receiver room sounds like an attorney's office. John says, the tight end IMO, the tight end room is highest ceiling, lowest floor. I think that's fair. And I think that could be a week to week thing, not just a, you know, high ceiling for the 2022 season, but moving from game to game, I think you could see inconsistency from that room. I'm with you there. Us and them says not Jags related directly, but any thoughts on the Amazon ball? And I have not gotten into that. I did see that Amazon will have its own ball. Um, You know, I don't really have any thoughts on that. It's interesting, right? Surprised the NFL's about it, but anything for money, right? Um, John Henny, John says, Caleb Jones on waivers. I'm not too familiar with him, so I'll jump into him uh, after we do this show here, and I'll provide my comments over on Twitter. You can follow me at Jordan DeLugo on Twitter, Generation Jaguar, at Generation Jaguar. UCF Jaguars checking in says fastest growing Jags YouTube channel. Congrats, Jordan. Thank you so much. UCF would not be doing this without you. And uh, you're, you're kicking ass over on your channel as well. If you're here and you're not following UCF Jaguar, you need to be, he provides a ton of great Jaguars content. Team BYG says OJ Howard is greater than Luke Farrell. I would have a hard time arguing with that. Although I think potentially Luke Farrell might bring you a little more consistency down the line than OJ Howard, but certainly OJ Howard has more talent within him than Luke Farrell does. Murtaza says, is is Leatherwood worth a look? I'll go ahead and address that right now. Alex Leatherwood, who was a first round pick of the Raiders just a season ago, was released by the team. The reason I would not worry about him right now is because of the contract. If you pick him up, you're going to have to pay him a pretty penny. That's why every single team that the Raiders called about trading for, for Alex Leatherwood denied them. Uh, Leatherwood, he's, he's lo- lost his confidence a little bit playing right tackle. I don't th- I think maybe if you wanted to swap him for Will Richardson, you could do that and try to develop him into a starter. But again, the money does not seem right. I probably... I wouldn't blame teams for just kind of not trying to bring Leatherwood in at this point. Team BYJ says Sony Michelle is better than Snoop Connor. That I would say could be true, but Snoop Connor is a rookie that you drafted, and and Sony Michelle is an aging vet running back. So obviously you're going to roll with your younger player at this point. All right, John says Caleb Jones from the Packers played with Cole Van Lennon. All right, cool. Yeah, I'll definitely check him out. Chari says, hey, Jordan, glad to see you're really excited about today. I don't know what's exciting about today except for just talking about the 53-man roster. But appreciate y'all being here. 
So we've talked about the offense, which features two quarterbacks, three running backs, five wide receivers, four tight ends, and nine offensive linemen. Flipping to the defensive side of the ball, we've got Foley Fatu Kasi, Devon Hamilton, Roy Robertson Harris, Adam Gotsis, Arden Key, and Dewan Smoot on the defensive line. So when you look at this defensive line, it's very interesting. There's a lot of versatility here, as Doug Peterson alluded to yesterday. What's most interesting to me about the defensive line is behind Devon Hamilton at nose tackle, you really only have Foley Fatu Kasi, who's already starting at defensive end. So there's no one uh, at this point that you, you look at this roster and you're like, well, if Devon goes down, what do they do? Do they move Foley inside to defensive tackle? Probably. And then what do they do at defensive end? You put in Dewan Smoot, Arden Key, Adam Gotsis. You know, I think you could be okay there. But, oh, Charlie says the fact that we will likely claim new players today. Yes, that is exciting. I'm with you. I'm excited about the potential for that. I don't want people to get like overwhelmingly like pumped up about these players because again, they were cut by other teams. Is there an opportunity for some of these waiver players to come in and make the Jaguars a better team? Yes. But are they going to come in and be immediate starters, anything like that? No, but it is an exciting time because you probably will see a couple of names that you know being added to the Jaguars roster later today. So I'm with you there. But I just I don't want people to get too overhyped for waiver claims, okay? But yeah, I think it's interesting not having much depth, you know, at nose tackle, which is a critical position in the base 3-4 defense. But Doug Peterson addressed it. He said, look, teams are playing more 11 personnel than they ever have before. And teams that are playing 12 personnel, usually one of those tight ends is more of a receiving threat than a blocking threat. So when you're talking about matching up with these teams around the league, you just don't have a ton of reps for the big nose tackles uh, anymore um, in that base defense. So I get that. I certainly do. Um, But when you look around this division, when you look at Derrick Henry, you look at Jonathan Taylor, you look at Damian Pierce now for Houston, I just, I'm a little concerned. I'm a little concerned about that. Just not not the starters. I certainly feel good about Devon Hamilton in the middle, Foley Fatukasi, Roy Robertson Harris um, at defensive end. And then of course Dewan Smoot and Arden Key getting in there as those um those rotational pass rushers and Adam Gotsis is a is a quality rotational player as well. I just don't know if Devon goes down what exactly the plan will be. I think it would be to move Foley inside and and roll with, you know, Key, Dewan Smoot, Gotsis on the edge with Roy Robertson Harris, but that's just something to monitor. Um, the Jaguars made the decision to move on from J2 Fele and Israel Antoine. And I, I don't believe that's because they did not impress to an extent throughout training camp. I think it really does come down to the fact that they feel like, you know, if Devon goes down, they're going to move fully inside and they'll be okay. You're not going to have three or four depth players at every single position. And, and, this is one of the positions is nose tackle that the Jaguars feel like they might not need as much depth because they don't need to use that type of player um, in the modern NFL all that often. Us and them says score prediction against Washington. My gut says we blow them out 42 to seven. Go Jags. I love it. 
Uh, I will not do my score prediction yet for that. I'll get into that next week. Um, John says, for some reason, I thought Foley was a nose for the longest time. Yeah, I did too. I, I, he played more nose for and more interior defensive line for the Jets during his time there. But the Jaguars saw a skill set um, that they thought could really thrive in this defense at defensive end. And that they do believe that he has the versatility, of course, to go inside and play the nose. He's shown that throughout his career. Um, but yeah, that's just the way they decided to roll with it. And I, I don't have any problems with that because he has looked really good when healthy at defensive end. And that's the other thing. He's not fully healthy right now. Uh, he's got a calf that he's still dealing with. I don't think the Jaguars are worried about that affecting his availability for the regular season uh, for the first game against the commanders. But it's still something to monitor at this point. And, and another reason why I'm kind of confused are surprised that they don't have another, you know, real nose tackle on the team. Team BYG says Fadukasi and Smoot can both play snaps at nose tackle, which is why I don't think they'll have depth. They can pitch in a few snaps. I don't think if you're talking about a base three four, I do not think DeJuan Smoot is playing nose tackle. Um, if you're talking about, you know, lining up with four down linemen, you know, getting into nickel, yes, he can certainly play inside, but I don't see him as a nose tackle at all. All right, getting into the linebackers, you've got your outside linebackers, which are really your edge players. And in that group, you've got Trevon Walker, Josh Allen, um, Caleb on chase on Jameer Jones and Deshaun Dixon. The two, they're not surprises to me that they made the roster, but the two guys that came uh, and, and rose up the depth chart throughout the offseason and training camp, Jameer Jones and Deshaun Dixon. Dixon is an undrafted free agent who my guys over on the Big Cat chat were big fans of, and he balled out this preseason. Ten total pressures, two quarterback sacks. I think Jameer Jones played well. Uh, two, I think his numbers weren't quite as impressive, but he's done a lot to show that he belongs on a roster. I'm with you there. Uh, Caleb on Chason showed some signs of life throughout the preseason, but I think I would not be surprised if Deshaun Dixon or Jameer Jones ends up getting more reps than him down the stretch this year. This is Caleb on chase last chance to really prove that he belongs in a rotation in the NFL. Um, so, or at least in Jacksonville, I would say, because I, I do think Deshaun Dixon and Jameer Jones have shown a lot and they've shown a little bit more than he has. You obviously feel great about Trevon Walker and Josh Allen. Walker's looking every bit the part of a number one pick, and Josh Allen uh, is looking like a guy who's ready to have the best season of his career going into year four, uh, going into a better situation. Those two have been tied at the hip throughout training camp practices and, and uh, in the preseason, so you love to see that from your edge players. That's one of the premier positions in football, and having two players like Trevon Walker and Josh Allen I think is huge for the Jaguars. And then looking at the off-ball linebackers, you've got Foye Aluakin, Devin Lloyd, Chad Muma, and Shaq Quarterman as your off-ball linebackers. Uh, Foye Aluakin is your starter, your green dot player at middle linebacker. Then you've got Devin Lloyd, who played in his first preseason game last week. I thought he he showed some signs of rust and certainly had some learning moments. But overall, I was very impressed with his first outing. He showed his athleticism. He showed his, you know, click and close ability. He showed the ability to shed blocks quickly. Uh, I think Devin Lloyd 
people are going to remember why they traded up in the first round to get Devin Lloyd. And then Chad Muma, he got a lot of reps throughout training camp in the preseason with Devin Lloyd dealing with the hamstring. And he really steadily improved. And by the time you got to um, your final couple preseason games, I think Muma was looking like a really good player. I think he's going to be a starter in the league for a long time. He's just, unfortunately for him at this point, he's behind Aluokin and Lloyd, who the Jaguars used a lot of uh, capital to go acquire Foya Luke and obviously with the the big $15 million per year contract and Devin Lloyd with the first round pick. Shaquille Quarterman, uh, he has been in Jacksonville for a while. He's a Jacksonville native. I think that he showed improvement throughout the preseason as well. And he's a player that has experience in game in the regular season, played fairly well for the Jaguars last year when he was forced into action due to injuries. So I think you feel good about him as your fourth off-ball linebacker as well. Looking at the safeties, you've got Andre Sisco and Rayshon Jenkins plugged in as your starters, Dewey Wingard and Daniel Thomas as your primary backups, and Josh Thompson, who's a guy I've talked about on this channel quite a bit, uh, the former Texas cornerback who was an undrafted free agent this year, the Jaguars picked up. He has converted to safety, and he has been – busting his ass on special teams. He's been a fantastic special teamer so far, made a lot of big plays, and that's the primary reason he made this roster. If you're going to be a depth piece for the Jaguars, Trent Baalke said it yesterday, you have got to be a special teams player. You've got to be able to make an impact on special teams, and that's what Josh Thompson did throughout the preseason and training camp. But looking at the starters, I think you feel really good about Andre Sisco going into his second year. He looked really good throughout training camp in the preseason last year, but you know, for reasons I cannot fathom, the Jaguars did not get him into uh, the starting lineup until there was injuries down the stretch. And then he gets into the starting lineup, and what do you know? Playing damn good football for the Jags um, and looking like the ball hawk that he showed he was at Syracuse. He's had a good training camp in preseason. I think that Andre Sisco is going to have a big year two jump. And Rayshon Jenkins is playing much better football as well. A guy a lot of Jaguars fans not very happy with last year after you know coming in, signing a pretty big deal, being named team captain, and then kind of fell flat as many of the rest of the players on the Jaguars roster did. I think with Dewey Wingard and Daniel Thomas as your primary backups, you feel pretty good about the depth there as well. Um, so... I like the safety room. I think you could upgrade at strong safety, but I think Rayshon Jenkins is trying to prove that he belongs uh, in a big-time role in the NFL. The one surprise here is that Rudy Ford got cut a couple days ago. Uh, he was no longer happy with being just a special teams player, and he wants a chance to to go and and have some meaningful snaps on defense. He wasn't going to get that in Jacksonville this year. Chari's saying, I really hope that Chase on improves this year. I do too, man. I really do. Uh, Manny says, are you dropping more black Jack's varsity hats? I'm sure we will at some point. We are not right now. John says, my guy, I love the content you put out. We appreciate you. I love the educated opinions you give us and the insider content. Very personable and you set up a great platform for this fan base thank you so much i really appreciate that it means a lot i would not be doing this without y'all 
Kyle says Wingard is atrocious. He's a very good special teams player, and he sneakily can play pretty well at times. As much as I don't like to admit that I'm not a Wingard guy, uh, you know, he made a really bad impression on me his very first training camp in Jacksonville, diving at the feet of Josh Oliver and, and injuring him and forcing him to miss his entire rookie year. And he's done some silly things since then, in my opinion, as well. But He's worth a roster spot. He's worth a backup roster spot. Derek says, glad to see Josh Thompson make it. Do we add more OL depth? Preseason wasn't overly pretty in that regard. Yeah, I think that should be a consideration for the Jaguars, right? I think I've talked about that a little bit so far. I think if you were going to replace one of your offensive linemen, it would probably be Will Richardson. Alex Thorpe checking in. What's up, buddy? Chason could be an X factor if he is halfway decent. That's very true. Cause it, and for that matter, I think Deshaun Dixon and Jameer Jones could be as well. Uh, because if you get three edge players playing at a high level, uh, that can be really difficult for offensive, offensive uh, play callers and, and offenses as a whole to deal with. Us and them says special teams made Thompson and destroyed Armstead. Yeah, Rock Armstead, he had a huge whiff on that pump block the other day. And uh, I don't think he was going to make the roster anyways, but that was kind of like, dude, if you're going to make the back of the roster as a running back, you've got to be able to get the job done on special teams, and he did not in a big, big way. Eric Squire says, does Dewey have picks of the owner doing something wrong? Why is he still here? Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Husband and wife gaming says, don't forget to hit that like button. Appreciate you. Young FYE says, what's up, Jen Jag? How you like our 53-man roster? Um, we're getting through that right now, and I'll provide a little bit more of a recap here as we get to the end of the roster. Manny says, you and UCF Jag will be a great combo for a shared episode. Yeah, we've done that a few times. We need to do it more often. We need to get one going before uh, the regular season starts, I would say. Us and them says Wingard is the guy who can stop the run and be in the right spot, but gives up big plays due to physical limitations. I'm a, I think that's pretty fair. Although saying he can stop the run, um, you've seen him not be able to do that at times as well. So rounding out the defense, you've got your cornerback room, Tyson Campbell, Shaquille Griffin, Darius Williams are the top three. Trey Herndon, Chris Claybrooks and Buster Brown rounded out. Think you feel really good about Tyson Campbell, Shaq Griffin, and Darius Williams as Tyson Campbell and Griffin on the outside, Williams on the inside. Uh, I think you feel good about depth with Trey Herndon. Chris Claybrooks is primarily a special teamer, but uh, he's also got great speed. He's got a lot of in-game experience. He has made some plays throughout training camp, so I understand why they kept him around. Uh, Buster Brown, the seventh-round pick out of Arkansas, I would, as soon as they drafted him, I, I felt pretty confident he would make the roster, even though they drafted Gregory Jr. in the sixth round. Uh, I was confident in Buster Brown because he played at an extremely high level in the SEC. He's got the size uh, and physical ability. It was really just the fact that he did not run fast, um, and his testing is why he fell so far, in my opinion. Picked off five passes last year, shut down a lot of the best receivers in the best conference in America. And he came in and quickly, uh, I think, cemented a roster spot for himself. So 
he's got a chance to to stick around and develop. Getting into some more comments here. Any chance Lambo gets a tryout with any other team, or is he basically blackballed? Blackballed? I don't know. I mean, he struggled, right? He he struggled last year after the injury, both with the Jaguars. Um, so yeah, uh, it is what it is with Lambo at this point. I don't know how healthy he is. Timmy says, do we know if Jordan Smith is close to recovery? No, he will be out for the remainder of the 2022 season with the knee injury. Murtaza said, we would be lucky to trade Chase on for a 2029 seventh round pick. Well, I think they're still going to try to squeeze something out of him this year, but I get your sentiment that he has not lived up to first round expectations. No question about it. Allen says, did Tim Jones get any run with the ones in practice? Interested to see if his big playability would still exist when going against quality DBs. Um, you know, not not a lot, but yes, there was some. I think Jones has ability in this league. I really do, especially in a Doug Peterson offense. You just have guys that 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 are going to be in the right spot and make the play that's there to be made. You don't necessarily have to have guys that go above and beyond the X's and O's at wide receiver because Peterson is going to scheme them open a lot. Us and them says you UCF and United are three Jags Wiseman. I appreciate that. Yeah. Jaguars United does a great job too. Of course, UCF Jaguar does. Robert says, I'm surprised Clay Brooks is on the 53. Yeah, I get that. But again, you cannot teach speed, and he's got it. He's got return ability. Uh, he's got uh, ability to be a quality gunner on special teams as well. And he has experience in game, and he did make some plays um, throughout training camp. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. But yeah, looking at the cornerback group, um, I, I think you feel really good about it overall. Of course, if you lose Tyson or Shaq, you're kind of in a sticky situation. But I do think if it was Tyson or Shaq that got injured, you bump Darius to the outside where he's played the most of his career. Um, and then you put Trey Herndon in at the slot. So it's all right. Again, most teams in the NFL, you know, if they sustain big-time injuries, are going to be in trouble. And I think the Jaguars are are certainly in that camp at this point. Looking at the specialists, you've got James McCourt and Jake Verity still on the team at kicker. Obviously, I don't think you roll into week one with two kickers. Maybe you do, uh, but I would guess that that decision will be made prior to week one, and there will be only one kicker on the roster entering that game. And I would guess it would be James McCourt, who has been very good in practice, who made both of his kicks in the final preseason game, uh, the Irishman. Pretty cool story for him come over, coming over from Ireland, playing high school ball uh, in Fort Lauderdale, and then making his way to the NFL. He's he's looked good so far. You know, sometimes all it takes is a change of scenery, a fresh start, and a kicker to build their confidence, and and they can end up being really quality players. You've seen that um, in the past in Jacksonville with guys like Josh Lambeau, 
Josh Scobie, et cetera. Uh, your punter is Logan Cook. He's one of the very best in the league. Don't need to talk too much about Logan Cook. Everybody knows what he brings to the table. And Ross Matisic, he's also one of the best long snappers in the league. Um, he's consistent with his ability to snap the football. And, of course, he's also been able to make an impact um, getting down and, and trying to get the return men to the ground. He signed a big deal with the Jaguars um, five years, I believe. So the Jaguars feel really good about that punter and long snapper. Still trying to figure out who the starting kicker is. I think you definitely lean towards McCourt, but you want to see a little bit more. All right. Charlie says, is EJ Perry on the practice practice squad or was he just cut? So all these players are waived for the most part, and then to get back on the practice squad, they have to clear waivers. Then the team can put them on the practice squad. So right now he's waived. I do think that they would like to bring him back on the practice squad probably. Us and them says, I'd like to see Gregory Jr. on the practice squad. I agree. I think he will be returned to the practice squad as long as he's not um, claimed. Michael Hamilton says, you think we go after Tyler Johnson from the Bucks? Okay. So since we have looked at the entire 53-man roster, we can start talking about some of these players from around the league. I do think the Jaguars put in a waiver claim for Tyler Johnson. I, I just don't see why not. I really, I really can't see why you wouldn't. He's a guy that I thought should have been a day two pick when he came out a couple years back. Uh, the the Buccaneers is that's where he comes from. Is Tampa? They are loaded at the wide receiver position. So, especially after bringing in Julio, so he just wasn't able to stick around there. I think he's shown flashes in the NFL. He was really good at Minnesota. Um, I think the Jaguars should put in a claim for Tyler Johnson. Timmy says, I believe Jordan Smith would have beat out Chase on or Dixon. Maybe we'll never know. Uh, we'll have to wait till next year to see Jordan Smith. Unfortunately, Michael Hamilton says we only got Hamilton at defensive tackle. Do we get another one? I think it's possible. They bring in another piece for depth. Um, but I do think they liked Antoine and, and J Tufele as well. So we'll see how that plays out. Doug Peterson talked about it, as I mentioned before. They just don't see a lot of reps on the field for that position in the modern NFL. Robert says, any Danny Shelton word? No, nothing on Danny Shelton. He was released by the Chiefs who picked him up last week. Apparently, he was deciding between the Chiefs and the Jaguars last week. Went with the Chiefs. Now he'll be back on the open market. Will the Jaguars uh, bring him in? I'm not sure. Alex says, what is the one aspect of the Jaguars that does not concern you whatsoever? Like this group is a lock to be good. That's a great question. Yeah, I would say the edge group. Um, you know, any position you look at, if you sustain multiple injuries, you're going to be in trouble. Um, but this pass, and maybe not just edge, the pass rush in general, I feel really good about. With Trayvon Walker and Josh Allen on the edge, um, uh, Jameer Jones and Deshaun Dixon as their backups, but getting Dewan Smoot and Arden Key as those rotational pass rushers, I just love that. And I think Foley and Roy Robertson Harris can create push in the pocket as well. So I would say the pass rush is what I feel absolutely the best about um, in terms of this team. But I feel really good about the off ball linebackers as well because you look at um, you're three deep in a position where you only need two. Foy, Luke, and Devin Lloyd are your starters. Chad Muma 
is your primary backup there. And I think if either of those players goes down and Chad Muma has to come in, he's going to be just fine and play at a high level. So I would go with, I guess, the defensive front as a whole. I just feel good about the D-line, the edge group, and the the off-ball linebackers. Murtaza says Bengals may be signing O.J. Howard. Sony is meeting with the Chargers. Okay, yeah. I saw that the Bengals did bring in O.J. Howard for for a visit. Um, Sony Michelle meeting with the Chargers is interesting. They went and drafted Spiller this year, so not sure how that would work out, but we'll see. All right, so getting into a couple of the storylines and, and things that I wanted to talk about here. We've talked about a lot of them already. Um, but some players I think that are, are prime candidates for the practice squad that, that were released by the Jaguars, Gregory Jr., the sixth-round pick. I do think he showed some development throughout camp. It was not enough to stick around. I think J2 Fele and Israel Antwine will be practice squad candidates, but Tufele, I think, as a former fourth-round pick, has a good shot of being picked up elsewhere. I think Jeff Cotton and Kevin Austin both have a shot, and Willie Johnson as well, to make the practice squad. And I really liked what I saw from Badara Treor when he was healthy throughout the preseason at tackle. I think he'll have a shot to make this one. Uh, The main concern with this roster, in my opinion, is the lack of a true elite playmaker at either wide receiver or tight end. I think you have good pieces there. I think you do not have that true number one yet. Can Zay Jones develop into that on the outside? Do they do they need a true number one? Doug Peterson's gotten the job done in the NFL without a true number one before. Um, but when you look at his offenses, Zach Ertz brought a tremendous about, amount of consistency and reliability to the tight end position. I don't think the Jaguars have that here. I do think Kirk will be very consistent and reliable. Marvin Jones is pretty consistent. Will Zay Jones be a consistent force for the Jaguars? They're paying him to be that. They think he is going to be that, but we still have yet to see it. Um, and then, of course, the depth that defensive tackle is a little concerning, but I'm, I get where Doug's going with the fact that you're just not going to play nose tackle all that much. Kate says the Jack's varsity shirt is sold out. I'm sad. Sorry to hear that you're sad about that. We might have a couple sitting around. If you want to DM me on Twitter or something, I might be able to hook you up with that. Um, other than that, yeah, there's just, I mean, depth. When you have drafts like the 2020 NFL draft where you, you no longer have C.J. Henderson, you no longer have LaVisca Chennault. Even look at last year, J2 Fele is not around anymore. Jalen Camp didn't make the roster last year. Uh, you've got to have you've got to have players that that stick around at the very least. And the Jaguars have had too much, um, too many players that they draft, and like a year or two later, they're no longer around. And if you didn't have that you'd definitely be having a better looking depth chart overall. I think they've done a good job of improving the depth on the roster. Um, You know, Dan Arnold was a number one last year. Now he's a number two. Marvin Jones was the number one receiver last year. Now he's number three. Uh, You've got, of course, Dewan Smoot and Arden Key as rotational pass rushers. That's great for your depth. Um, I think, 
Caleb Von Chason is not going to be relied upon, you know, as much as he he was figured to last year. Um, so I think there is better depth. I certainly think this roster is moving in the right direction, but I don't believe that the depth is at the level you want it to be yet. I still think there's work to do uh, throughout this season. And of course, you know, today they could improve their depth with waiver claims. Um, and then getting into the draft next year, I just think continue to stockpile talent, continue to hit on free agents and and draft picks. That's the way to continue to improve uh, the overall depth of the roster. Some players to watch that are available. Obviously, um, our guy John brought up Caleb Jones, who's an offensive lineman from Green Bay. But guys that I'm interested in, running back Raheem Blackshear. Uh, from Buffalo. He is an explosive, electric football player. He has special teams value, um, really elusive and fast with the football in his hands. I'm excited to see uh, if he gets any interest from the Jaguars. Tyler Johnson, we talked about from the Bucks. I would certainly put in a waiver claim for him. Tyler Goodson from the Packers, another Packers player that I'm interested in. We mentioned Danny Shelton already. Um, I'm also looking at wide receiver Preston Williams from Miami, who's dealt with some injuries lately, but had a promising rookie year. And then wide receiver Devon Allen from Philly. He's one of the fastest men alive, not just in, in football, but in the world. And so I think when you've got that type of speed available on the waiver wire, you've got to take a hard look. Bulk Fang says, what's up, everyone? I hope everyone's having a great day. So do I. And he also says... I think it's sad to see guys like Tufele get cut. Definitely need those fourth to seventh round guys work out at least as depth. Yeah, certainly fourth. I mean, when you're talking about sixth and seventh round, it can be harder. Uh, but yeah, if you're taking a guy in the fourth round, he needs to be on your roster through at least his rookie contract. And I do think he has a shot to to come back to the practice squad, but we'll see if any teams put in a waiver claim for J2 Fele. Cade says, how do you feel about Thompson taking Ford's gunner spot? I feel good about it. He's faster. Uh, he's more of a modern player, in my opinion. He is a former cornerback at Texas, so he has coverage chops. And I, I'm excited to see what he can do for the Jaguars on special teams and you know, if he has to ever get in the game at safety. Again, this is a roster that is moving in the right direction. There is more depth than there was last year. There's more talent at the top than there was last year. This is an organization that is moving in the right direction. You've brought in Doug Peterson, who is one of the better head coaches in the NFL, in my opinion. You've, you've brought in Ethan Waugh, who is really streamlining a lot of the processes that the Jaguars go through from a talent acquisition, both in the draft and free agency. Uh, they are making it a, a more direct and, and clear line of, of contact and, and, um, and, and conversation between the coaching staff and the front office and the scouts. Everything's being streamlined. I think you are moving in the right direction in a lot of ways for the Jaguars. Um, you look at what they're going to do offensively. I think Doug Peterson's plan for offense is going to work. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be consistent yet because you do have so much youth. That's another thing about this team. Still one of the youngest teams in the NFL. 
still a lot of growth and development that you need from players. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, your quarterback, going into his second year, he needs to show growth. Obviously, I think he has throughout the preseason and training camp. Um, James Robinson and Travis Etienne and Snoop Connor, that is a really young running back group. Uh, the one group that they are really, really experienced with here uh, is the wide receiver group, and they made a point to sign wide receivers that they thought were experienced, that they thought were reliable this offseason. Um you look throughout the rest of the roster, there's youth all over the place. Even your veterans that you signed to bring in and and be leaders, they're still younger for the most part. Foley uh, Fatu Kasi, still entering his prime. Cam Robinson's entering his prime. Luke Fortner's a starter at center. He's a rookie. Brandon Sheriff is one of the elder statesmen, and he's not even that old at this point. So, yeah, I think this team is still really young. I do think that they've got they've got talent overall, and I think they're moving in the right direction. I'm not going to do my record prediction or anything right now based on the 53. I'll save that for next week or maybe a little bit later this week. We'll see how the schedule works out, but I feel encouraged. I think this, again, they are moving in the right direction. Are they there yet? No, they're not. But there's a better energy inside that building. There's more confidence from the players. There's a better relationship between player and coaching staff, between coaching staff and front office. Uh, Things are moving in the right direction. All right. Timmy says, shout out to Con for finally bringing in experience. Yeah, and, you know, um, whether it was luck, whether whatever it was, Shad Khan was able to land Doug Peterson, and that's a big, big freaking deal. David Reeves says, what do you think about Michael? I think you're saying Bagley, Badgley released by the Chargers. You know, I like what I've seen from James McCourt so far. So, and Eddie Pinheiro just got signed by the Panthers. So, yeah, I think you you might have something in McCourt here. We'll see. Cade says, I like the roster. Only two or three guys that I'd like to see let go. Kicker Verity and Will Richardson. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. I mentioned Will Richardson as a potential potential uh, to be replaced with someone on waivers. Um, Will Richardson has had some positive, positive tape in the NFL, but overall, I don't think he's getting the job done at tackle, and that's the primary reason he's here, I think, because you do have Shatley and Cole Van Lonnen, who are very good inside um, as depth players. Yeah, Jaguars 53-man roster is set for now. This will change often throughout the regular season. This is not by any means final. Um, It will probably change today at some point. The Jaguars will most likely be bringing in at least a couple players off of waivers. They have the number one waiver priority for the first three weeks of the season. That means if they want a player, they get that player. If they put the waiver claim in, he's theirs. Charlie says, any press conference planned for today? They they did a press conference last night, and I referenced that, talked about some things from that. Um, you can go check it out on the Jaguars YouTube or any of their social or website, whatever. But no, I don't think they're – well, actually, there will be press conferences today, but not from – not from um, Doug Peterson or Trent Baalke. I'll pull up who it's going to be actually right now. 
it is going to be offensive coordinator Press Taylor, defensive coordinator Mike Caldwell, and special teams coordinator Heath Farwell. They'll be available to the media at 12.40 p.m. We've got Hani checking in. Good morning, everybody. Just checking in with you all from California. Been a Jaguars fan since 95. Just want to let you know you have the best podcast for Jaguars content. Top five defense this year. Love it. I really appreciate the kind words. I like the positivity on the defensive side of the ball there. Um, and, yeah, I, I don't necessarily agree that they will be a top five defense. But I do think they're going to be a a at the very least, top half of the league. I think they're going to be top third of the league uh, pretty quickly. All right. Jared Patterson, a Panthers fan, is checking. He says, is LaVisca a beast? I think he has the potential to be a beast, but I, I just don't think you've seen enough from him over the last couple seasons. Um, I, I think he had a great rookie year. I think if you have a creative offensive mind that wants to feature him and get him the football, he can do things for your offense but he's going to have to prove it for the Panthers. Um, would I say he's a beast right now? No. But I think he has the chance to be. The bottom line is he just was not in the Jaguars' future plans, and so they wanted to get some value out of him while they had the opportunity to do so. Cade says, what time will claims be made? I think we'll find out some information around noon on that. I'm not 100% positive. Charlie says LaVisca is subpar at best, struggles to catch run routes, and is slow. He never had issues catching the ball prior to 2021 when Urban Meyer took over. I don't know. We're going to have to wait and see uh, how he does in Carolina. Kate says Visca is a tank but not consistent. Yeah, I would say consistency was a real issue last year. Um, I think it was a little bit of an issue throughout camp, but – so the guy is a former second round pick, had a really good rookie season and just did not take that step forward last year or this off season. And for the Jaguars specifically, this is a team that if you're going to make this roster as a, you know, fringe roster spot, you know, back end of the roster, you have to be a special teams contributor and LaVisca Chenault proved to not be an effective returner and he's not someone who goes down and covers kicks or punts or anything. So it just was not a fit here in Jacksonville this year. Murtaza says we had zero players on the top 100 list. Will that change next year? I would guess it will. Um, I think potential top 100 players, um, James Robinson, Travis Etienne, Trevor Lawrence, Foya Lewican, I can't believe Brandon Sheriff didn't make the top 100. That's insane. Uh, he's certainly one of the top 100. I mean, he's one of the top 50 players in the NFL, probably. Um, I think Tyson Campbell, Andre Sisco maybe have chances as well. Trayvon Walker, Josh Allen. There's a lot of guys who have opportunity. And, and saying all those names, there's a lot of talent on this roster. A lot more talent than there has been since you know probably 2018. Jared says, Trevor Lawrence is a monster, by the way. I think you guys got the right coach for him as well. Not a fan of Balky, though. Yeah, I think that's a consensus. And what Balky has done, though, over the last couple of years, you kind of like you like last year's draft class. You like some of the free agents brought in last year. You certainly like the free agent class this year and the draft class this year as well. So 
while you know a lot of people wanted Balky gone, including myself, I just thought that he didn't do a good enough job last year and was part of the problem. Shad Khan felt differently. Doug Peterson felt good enough with Trent Balky to sign on, and the rest is history. It looks like they're moving in a positive direction, and I think bringing in Ethan Waugh further cements Balky's um, Balky's job here. Charlie says Trevon and Etienne will be on it. Yeah, they've got a good shot. Jaggernaut says Kirk. Yeah, I think he has a shot too. I think he'll be featured a ton um, in this Jaguars offense, and he's a consistent and reliable weapon. So I agree with you there. I'll hang out for a couple more minutes and just see if we get anything else going on in the chat that I need to answer. But uh, that is going to pretty much do it here. I'd like to remind everyone that we launched our channel membership, uh, just launched it yesterday. It helps support what I'm doing here and, and helps me continue to grow the channel. There's some really fun perks too. You look at the emojis, the badges, uh, the discounts on ginjag.com. And of course, we will end up doing some member-only live streams as well. You can check that out on our YouTube page. All right, what do we got here? Volkfang says the urban regime seemed to hurt the development of a lot of players without question, without question. I agree with you. Derek Osborne says, did I miss the LaVisca talk? Wish we would have done great. Wish he would have done great things here. He just didn't. Yeah. So I did do a video about Visca yesterday, which you can check out. Um, and we did talk about it a little bit earlier, but overall he just was not a fit as a back of the roster wide receiver when he didn't have special teams value. That's essentially the the end of it there. Alex says, how do you feel about fantasy football this year? Who's your sleepers? For the Jaguars or in general? Jaggernaut says, thanks for the great coverage this preseason. Jordan, solid insights as always. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for following along and supporting the channel. NIJ checks in and says, who do you think will be our most productive corner this season? I'm saying Tyson. I agree. And when you talk about productivity at the cornerback position, um, the best corners in the league are not targeted very often. So you might not see, like if he's locking down his side of the field, you might not see a ton of you know, interceptions or pass breakups. You just might not see um, him targeted all that often. But we'll see how that plays out. I do think he will be the Jaguars' best cornerback this year. Whether he has the most interceptions or pass breakups, I'm not sure because he might be the least targeted corner on the team. Alex has one sleeper from the Jags and one from the NFL. I mean, I think James Robinson's a good sleeper fantasy option from the Jags because he's being drafted way later than Travis Etienne, but I think he's still the starting running back when he's healthy. It just depends on when does he uh, get get fully healthy, right? And it looks like he's fully healthy, but I shouldn't say when does he get fully healthy. It looks like he's fully healthy. When does he get a full workload? And what does that workload and timeshare look like between James Robinson and Travis Etienne? But Etienne's going, I think, in the third or fourth round. I think Robinson's going a handful of rounds later. So he could certainly be a steal. Zay Jones is going undrafted, and he's a starting wide receiver. So I think he's a big sleeper as well. Uh, from the NFL, Damian Pierce has certainly been rising up boards, but I would take him really early. Uh, huge fan of him. Ray says, looking at the roster, I see they kept Jameer Jones and released Treadwell. Was that a mistake? 
I don't think it was a mistake to release Treadwell. I think he's a player that you know what he is at this point. He is a nuts and bolts player. He will block his ass off. He will play special teams. But is any team going to go out there and claim him at this point? Not sure. I don't, I don't really think they are. So you've got a good chance to bring him back on the practice squad like the team did last year. Charlie says, I think they released Treadwell with the intent to pick someone up on the waiver wire. There's a good opportunity for that as well. Tyler Johnson, Preston Williams, Devin Allen, a few other players. Derek says, Travis was drafted in round four and two rounds later, I got Kirk. Think Kirk will rack up some wins. Yeah, I think that's a good area to get Christian Kirk in the mid rounds. I think he's going to end up being a wide receiver, a borderline wide receiver two or three, probably. Um, probably in the wide receiver two range. Jaggernaut says, OJ Howard. Yeah, I think I wouldn't blame the Jaguars for bringing in OJ Howard. I do think they like what they have at tight end right now, but it looks like the Bengals might be bringing in OJ Howard. Volk says, do you think it should be mainly Shaq slash Darius in the slot cornerback spot, depending on maybe the run threat? If I'm not mistaken, Shaq and Campbell are smaller in size. No, so Tyson Campbell's a big corner. He's not thick, but he's a big corner. Shaquille Griffin is an average size corner. Darius Williams is the smaller one. He's He is a small corner for sure. But Darius is going to be the starting slot, the starting nickel. And uh, he's been a good good tackler throughout his career despite his small size. Um, so I think that that makes sense. You've got to have a guy in there that knows how to tackle. I think Shaq and, and Tyson will be primarily on the outside. Jaggernaut says think Shelton would be a good fit. Well, the Jaguars last week thought he would be a good fit. Um, I don't know if they still want him or if they were just trying to bring him in uh, to fortify the depth during the preseason or what the situation was, but I still think there's a chance they do bring him in now that the Chiefs have moved on from him. All right, folks, that is going to do it. Make sure to hit me up on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo. Follow Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag. Hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube. And if you want to support the channel further, you can go check out GenJag.com, buy some merch. You can uh, sign up to be a channel member over on our YouTube page. Really appreciate all the support. I hope you all have a great rest of your Wednesday. Hopefully the uh, Jaguars waiver claims get everybody a little bit more juice than they already are. And I'll be back soon. Uh, Definitely we'll have another video for y'all tomorrow. Have a great one, Duval.